0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but every day of the week, keeping us in God's Word, and that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Please share these studies with everybody you can. Help someone grow in their faith and come closer to God. Share through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literal everybody you can. Again, help somebody grow in their faith. We're going to begin another line of thought and study in this general theme that we've been following, talking about heart troubles, problems of the heart. And again, not the physical heart, but heart troubles from a spiritual perspective, spiritual perspective. So we've covered a whole lot of these subjects already in this particular general theme. But I think we need to go on. And this is something that probably a lot of people may not really stop and think about because they tend to kind of get over whatever it is they're focused upon by way of a problem in their life or a need in their life once that problem or need is fulfilled or taken care of. And so they kind of forget. Well, it is God who blesses blesses us with all blessings. He bestows all blessings upon us. James put it very succinctly in James 1 in verse 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Have you ever thought about what that really means? Or maybe have you ever really read that particular verse of Scripture? When he's talking about every good gift and every perfect gift, he's talking about every single Good, positive matter in our life, everyone. So if we've got health that is sufficient that we can work a job and make a living for ourselves and our family, that's a blessing from God. If we have the ability to do a particular job that allows us to make a living for ourselves and our family, that is a blessing from God. If we have an automobile to get us back and forth from, to and from work, that is a blessing from God. If we have a home in which we can live, now it may be a small apartment, but it's shelter. That's a blessing from God. We're talking about food and clothing and everything that we would look at and say, now that's a positive in my life. That's something that is truly good. That is a blessing from God. Some people might overlook that reality and they might think, well, that's not a blessing from God. I did that myself. I went, to, I went to work every day. I earned my living. I made my, but again, where's the job come from? Is that a good thing in your life that you're able to earn a living? That's a blessing from God. Do you have shoes on your feet? Do you have clothes on your back? That's a blessing from God. Well, I had to pay for those. You had the ability to pay for those because God blessed you with the ability to work a job, to earn a living, to have an income that allowed you to be able to pay for those, clo- for those clothes. That's a blessing from God. Now, God wants us to call upon him with our needs. In Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, the prophet was very direct. And of course, he's writing God's word here. He says, and this is God speaking, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. So God is saying, call to me. Now, how do we call to God? Do we just run outside and, you know, tilt our head up into the sky and say, God? Well, that's not what he's talking about. We call to God through prayer. Through prayer. Prayer is a tremendous blessing for those who have been blessed with that opportunity and ability, with that particular blessing. What a wonderful, good gift it is to be able to turn to God in prayer at any time and as often as we want, not just as often as we need, but as often as we want and know with confidence that God is listening to us. That is a wonderful, wonderful blessing. We like the idea of God blessing us, and we're glad that we can present our needs to him in prayer. Now, Especially, in fact, I want to go back a little farther back in in Jeremiah first. And that's Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 12. And here, the same prophet, he writes this. And again, this is God's word, God speaking. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. God wants us to turn to him. God wants us to call upon him through prayer. He wants to be there with us and for us, but he wants us to acknowledge that he is there with us and for us. He wants us to acknowledge that we need his blessings, and we truly do need his blessings. The psalmist wrote in Psalm 145, verses 18 and 19, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. What encouraging words these are in these various texts of scripture that we've been looking at. Just incredible, incredible encouragements and promises that God will be there to listen to us as we call upon him. Well, we think about Psalm 50 and verse 15 as well. And here along the same line, God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. Isn't that a great promise from God? that we can call to him in whatever the day of trouble might be, whatever that point of trouble might be. And if we're walking with God in faithful obedience on a consistent basis, we can call to him. And and what does the psalmist say there in verse 15? I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. And again, this is God's word. So we're certainly happy to be able to call upon God in prayer. And we're perhaps even happier when we see God granting our requests and blessing us with that for which we have petitioned him in prayer. We're pleased to know that God can do more than we can imagine. And there are some people may come up short. They may think, well, God doesn't want to hear this. This is a small matter. I actually had a man, you know, and he was a faithful brother in Christ going back many, many, many years talking about, you know, these small matters. Some of these small matters, we don't need to bother God with those. God knows the very hairs of our head. Now, that might be a small matter, you know, when you stop and analyze it. He knows the birds of the sky. He knows when one bird falls to the ground. What matter is too small? For us created in God's image with a soul, an eternal soul, what matter is too small for us to take before God? What matter is so small that God doesn't care about it in our particular lives? God cares about us. Now, some people might think, "Now, this is this is a lost cause." Now, it's it's not not something that's too small a matter. We shouldn't bother God with it. God wouldn't care about something that that you know uh, just just small in our lives, that inconsequential matter, whatever it might be. Now God cares about us. He cares about our well-being and every bit of our well-being. But what about something when we think, well, we just toss our hands up and we say, that's that's it. I can't do it anymore. more. There's, there's no fixing this. Well, God is all-powerful. In Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, Jesus said, there is nothing impossible for God. When the apostle Paul wrote the Ephesians letter in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, he was speaking of God when he said, He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Now think about the language, the terms used in that particular verse of Scripture, that one verse of Scripture, and that's just one among many. As we translate the Greek into the English there, and we read that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Now, the idea is there, God, God is more powerful to bless us in ways to do things than we can even imagine. When you look at it from a grammatical perspective in our, in our English language, and if you're talking about perhaps taking a class in grammar in either a high school or a college setting, the teacher might mark you down for using even one of those words. God is able to do exceedingly. That's an adverb. And and some purists, when it comes to grammar in our literature, our English literature, they don't like the idea of, of, of uh, adverbs. But if you use two adverbs in a row, like you find here in Ephesians 3 and verse 20, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. Now, <laughs> they probably would certainly call you down for that. Two adverbs in a row, that's that's redundancy beyond itself. And and so that's they'd say that's not good literature. That's not good grammar. You don't use two adverbs in a row like that. If you need one, one is sufficient, but you certainly don't use two. And they might even talk to you about you need to find some other way to express yourself other than using an adverb at all. That L-Y at the end of the word indicates it being an adverb. Well, again, but why is that emphasis there in that verse? Because the Apostle Paul wants us to know that God is able to bless us beyond what we can even imagine, let alone what we can perceive of that we really need. And again, what did Jesus say in Luke 1 and verse 37? That God is able to do uh, that 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 nothing is impossible for god with god all things shall be possible now why am i emphasizing this in this particular section of our broader study under the theme heart troubles we've been talking about problems of the heart from a spiritual perspective we talked about anger and hatred we've talked about about uh, Gossip and, and, and weak faith and on and on and on. Well what am I getting at in this particular section? I'm talking about ingratitude. I'm talking about ungratefulness. How many times have you prayed to something? You' prayed to God for something. And lo and behold, there it was. It happened. Did you remember to give God thanks for those blessings? Or let's look at it from another perspective. If you looked into your life, if you wrote down on a sheet of paper all of the truly good things in your life, have you stopped to thank God for any of those things? You see, ingratitude, ungratefulness, that's a hard problem. It's a negative condition of our heart. We're going to dig into this more deeply as we go along in this particular study. Let's pray now. Father, help us to recognize not only our need for blessings from you in our lives, but also to recognize our need to thank you for all of your blessings. And help us to open our eyes To all of those blessings that we can possibly recognize, help us to never be ungrateful, to never be guilty of ingratitude toward you for all that you do for us and bless us with. Help us, Father, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.